Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Joshua chapter 11, look at verse number, am I forgetting anything? I, I don't think, am I forgetting anything? Verse number one. Uh, and it came to pass when Jabin the king of Hazor heard those things uh, that he sent to to Jobab, king of Madon, and to the king of Shimron, and to the king of Aksaph, uh, and the kings that were in the, uh, uh, the north of the mountains, and to the plain south of Chinneroth, and in the valley, and the borders of Dor on the west, and uh, to the Canaanite on the east, and on the west, and to the Amorite, and the Hivite, and the uh, Perizzite, and the Jebusite in the mountains, and to the Hivite uh, under Hermon in the land of Mizpah. Uh, and they sent out they and all their hosts with them, much people, even as the sand that is upon the seashore in multitude. Uh, it has to give you a flashback, just hearing that phrase. Uh, with horses uh, and chariots, very many. Uh, and when all these kings were met together, they came and pitched together in the waters of Miram to fight against Israel. Uh, and the Lord said unto Joshua, Be not afraid, be not afraid because of them, for tomorrow about this time, well, I deliver them up all slain before Israel. Uh, be not afraid uh, because of them, for tomorrow about this time will I deliver them up all slain before Israel. Uh, now, what's interesting about that is God's going to deliver them all up slain before Israel, uh, but he's going to use Joshua and Joshua's armies to do the slaying, okay? So, uh, it's not uh, like when uh, he had the sun stand still. Uh, we recently went through that and how he uh, had uh, either uh, meteorites, hail, hail, or frozen uh, water that killed off more uh, of the uh, uh, enemy armies uh, than were slain by the sword. Uh, it's not like that. It, it seems like that uh, the Lord uh, did all of the slaying, um, all, all of the work that he did uh, through Joshua uh, and the armies. Uh, be not afraid because of them for tomorrow about this time. Uh, and the fact that he gave them a time stamp on when everything's going to turn out well. Uh, what a great promise. Uh, what a great promise. By the way, we have that same great promise. We have that same great promise. No, it's not by tomorrow. Uh, but when we end up waking up in an eternal day, Boy, everything's going to be great. And so uh, be not afraid because of whatever, uh, because God will give us the ultimate victory, if not down here, uh, definitely uh, up there. Uh, because of them, be not afraid because of them, for uh, tomorrow about this time will I deliver them up all slain before Israel. Thou shalt uh, hew, uh, hawk, hew uh, their horses and burn their chariots with fire. So Joshua came and all the people of war with him against them by the waters of Miram suddenly. They came down suddenly and they fell upon them. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Israel who smote them and chased them unto great Zidon and unto Mizrafoth Maim and unto the valley of Mizpah eastward. And they smote them until they left them none remaining. And Joshua did unto them as the Lord bade him. He hawked, hewed, uh, choose whatever, whatever one you want. Uh, their horses and burnt their chariots uh, with fire. It's kind of interesting that uh, the military strategy that we've been seeing uh, Joshua deploy uh, is 
that age-old foundational approach of divide and conquer, divide and conquer. Um, chapter 10, uh, Joshua dealt with the southern uh, kingdoms, the southern campaign, and now uh, Joshua chapter 11, uh, he's going to deal with uh, the northern uh, kingdoms, the northern uh, campaign. In fact, this chapter uh, and the strategies that Joshua deployed uh, are studied by West Point to this day, uh, and other people uh, even to this day. In fact, uh, there's three parts uh, of his strategy. The first part uh, was dividing the land, dividing the land. And I want to say this uh, as sensitively as I can. Uh, I, I found it interesting that we're going through this uh, at the same time that Israel is going through that. Uh, a, a lot of this parallels, a lot of this parallels. Uh, especially when the first part of the battle is dividing the land, how, how Israel divided Gaza uh, north and south. Um, uh, and not only does West Point study this, I'm pretty sure Israel does also. But, uh, and then the second part of the battle was uh, the southern part, which we just looked at. And now uh, the final part is this northern prong uh, of that attack. And so does everyone have their minds around uh, Joshua is going to conquer the land, uh, this promised land. Uh, yes, I'm going to give you all of this land, but there's nations that you're going to have to conquer. Is everybody with me on this so far? Uh, look at verse number one again. And it came to pass when Jabin, king of Hazor, had, next word, had heard uh, of those things. If you look at the last half of the last chapter, uh, it's Joshua engaging, fighting, conquering. Uh, and then a few verses later, engaging, fighting, uh, conquering. And then a few verses later, uh, engaging, fighting, uh, and conquering. And so uh, when Jabin heard of the conquering by Joshua, uh, when he heard about the exploits of Israel, when he, uh, he heard about the testimony of their victories, why, when he heard that, uh, also, this isn't the first time that we're seeing the light of their reputation going before um, if you look at Joshua, you're going to see some major um, uh, 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 watershed-type turns uh, all dealing with when we heard about, when we heard about, uh, when we heard about. Uh, and, and just to refresh our memory in Joshua 2.10, uh, Rahab telling the two spies, for we have heard how, heard, that word heard, uh, how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, what you did unto those uh, two kings, the Amorites, who were on the other side of Jordan, Sion, and Og, whom he uh, utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our uh, hearts did melt, neither did there remain any courage in any man because of you. Uh, for the Lord your God, he's God in heaven above and uh, in, er in earth beneath. When we heard, uh, when we heard uh, that your testimony was tremendous, when we heard uh, that your reputation uh, was weighty. And so uh, you see it in Joshua 2.10, when they heard about that, uh, you see it again in Joshua 5, 1, chapter 5. Uh, and it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on uh, the side of Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, when they heard, uh, there it is again, when they heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel uh, until they were passed over, that their hearts melted. And so uh, it, it's echoing Joshua chapter 2, but it's at least noteworthy uh, if you see something in the Bible one time, you should take notice. Uh, if you see something in the Bible two times, you should probably highlight it. 
Uh, If you see something in the Bible three times, uh, you better sit up, listen, and obey what God is trying to teach you. And and you're going to see this not one time, two times, three times. You're going to see this multiple multiple times. They they heard that their testimony was tremendous. They they heard uh, that that reputation uh, was weighty. Uh, And then you see it again, Joshua 2, Joshua uh, 5, Joshua uh, chapter 9, verse number 1. Uh, All the kings which were on this side of Jordan and the hills and the valleys heard when they heard, when they they heard thereof. And then verse 9, and the Gibeonites said unto him, uh, from from a far country thy servants are come uh, because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we have heard uh, the fame of him and all that that he did. And then Joshua uh, 10.1, Adonizedek, king of Jerusalem, uh, when he had heard, uh, I think it's probably about seven times. Uh, eight times in 11 chapters, uh, God's trying to highlight in our hearts uh, Israel's testimony was tremendous. Uh, Israel's uh, reputation uh, was weighty. And you see in verse 1, when they heard those things. Uh, I think two things that this uh, plays uh, out practically for us uh, is personally, personally, don't undervalue Uh, the testimony of a changed life. Uh, Personally, don't don't, kind of say, well, that's neat, that's cute. God uses uh, the testimony of a changed life more than we could ever uh, imagine. Uh, When they hear that your testimony is tremendous, when they they hear that your your reputation is weighty, uh, but not just personally, also corporately. I don't know how many uh, pastors have heard about and have been blessed by, have heard about and encouraged by uh, the testimony corporately uh, of Rosedale Baptist Church. There was a pastor pastoring in Shrewsbury that uh, uh, said, in hindsight, uh, you have no idea how many times I thought about quitting and walking away, uh, but I heard about uh, the testimony of Rosedale. I, I heard about uh, the reputation of Rosedale. I think Steve even alluded to that, uh, the number of pastors that um, uh, called and want to come down, Carrie and a group just recently came down. We probably, uh, uh, at least once every three months, just kind of, okay, how do we approach ministry? How do we approach ministry? Uh, when they hear, when they, they heard about, uh, uh, don't ever underestimate uh, the power uh, of your testimony. Uh, uh, personally, when I was saved uh, at 18. Uh, it was December 27th, 1984. Um, I, I kind of bum-rushed a lot of people with the gospel. Uh, I don't think I'm the only one that did that. I mean, it was such a radical difference uh, that God made in my life. I, I probably wasn't as strategic as I, I should have been, could have been. Uh, and by the way, um, if it's a matter of getting the gospel out or not getting the gospel out, I'd rather you get the gospel out the wrong way than not get the gospel out at all. Um, but, but though I reached a lot of classmates, I think the count was like 27. Uh, uh, I was a senior, other seniors that, that had come and visited the church that, that I started attending when I came back from California, saved in California, came back to Fort Madison, Iowa, started attending. Uh, but, and so God used it in a, in a, in a, in a, a big way, the zeal, the zeal, the zeal. Uh, but um, I, I think there was also some doors that that may have been um, shut a little bit. And uh, Mrs. Kimmel asked me uh, Sunday about 
the reaction of my parents. Um, uh, and the big rub with the reaction of my parents, I think they probably, especially my mom, uh, was one that I, I was so zealous, so zealous, wanting to make sure that she was saved, get the gospel to her, um, that, that um, it, it wasn't so much that I was saved as much as uh, I walked away from the University of Iowa where she got her master's from. Uh, I walked away from a full-ride scholarship uh, that, that, uh, to go to a Bible college where uh, I get no scholarships. Um, that was more where the stress points were the stress points were uh, for her, um, but the thing that allowed that door to reopen wasn't me saying more words and, and trying to jam and that zeal down and kick that door of her heart open. Uh, the thing that reopened that, that heart of, of my mom uh, and others was, was time and testimony, time and testimony. Uh, the testimony that yeah, it, this isn't a crazy on a whim, even though it may appear like a whim. When God calls you uh, and you turn on a dime, yeah, it may appear like a whim, uh, but it's anything but a whim when it's God's will. Uh, and, and it was the testimony that softened, the testimony that opened hearts. Uh, I have a, a um, uh, Joe Bowen uh, follows us to this day. He was my office education coordinator, instructor. He taught a lot of uh, uh, business type classes and um, uh, still listens in. Uh, but during that time, that time that was such a felt like turning on a dime, and it was, um, he was one of the ones that vocally was trying to talk me out of that, no, go to Iowa first, the free education, you'll get a diploma. And then uh, after four years or so, then you can still, if you're still uh, zealous about this. And, and so uh, the power of a testimony. Think about someone in your life, uh, the power of a testimony in your life. Uh, and I'll give you two while I wait for you. And uh, uh, we're not going to be able to elaborate a lot because if, especially if, yeah, I'll give you two. For me, the ones that opened my heart, uh, the first one was my brother um, who, uh, I don't think this live stream gets out very far on Wednesday night, but um, uh, he was a, um, he was unsaved and he lived like it, okay? Um, he was uh, into stuff that you shouldn't be into. Uh, um, uh, uh, and, and when he got saved, uh, he so incredibly turned his life around. Um, uh, it, it was almost as if he was a new creature, old things passed away, and behold, all things become new. Almost like that. Uh, and, and so uh, it was one of those, and, and that's a Bible verse. And so that, anyway, uh, it was one of those testimonies that, that God used to open my heart uh, to, it wasn't even so much the three-hour trip from LAX to Lompoc, where he was in the Air Force, on, in Vandenberg Air Force Base. Um, it wasn't necessarily the words as much as it was Man, what happened? What ha this is not my brother. This is a, a, a somebody other than who I've ever met. Uh, and so God really used that in my life to open my heart to hearing the gospel for the first time. And, and it may be that I heard it before that, um, and I was blind. I was uh, spiritually deaf. Uh, my heart was hardened. Uh, but I don't think I had ever heard it, but, but it could have been. But the, the time I really heard it uh, was the time that testimony uh, uh, when I heard that his testimony was tremendous, I heard that reputation 
uh, was weighty. Okay, uh, is anyone thinking yet of someone in their life? You don't have to go into that much detail if you don't want. Uh, I'll give you one more, Billy Martini. Uh, Billy Martini, who, uh, his own testimony, uh, was homeless for a while, was um, uh, just, uh, and the Lord uh, used this ministry, it was Jesus, obviously, but this ministry, saved here, baptized here, found his wife here, growing in the Lord here, uh, and now being used tremendously uh, uh, somewhere in the Upper Peninsula, um, Brimley, uh, Brimley Baptist Church uh, in, in the Upper Peninsula. Uh, that testimony is just, you can argue with someone's words, you can't argue with someone's testimony. Uh, is there someone in your life that just has had that kind of impactful testimony, uh, whether it was maybe not even for salvation like my brother, but a Billy Martini, uh, anybody, here's where I'm going to drink my coffee, okay, Irma Jane, your husband, your mother, your mother, that's awesome. That is awesome. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And, and I think everyone's testimony impacts us a little bit, chips away a little bit. But I do think there's some big testimonies that really uh, impact us. A, a testimony that has impacted you personally, a decision, a, a life change, a, uh, uh, in the, Rebecca. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate you pushing Heather out of the way so I could get a line of sight on Anyway, um, but a, a testimony that's impactful, and praise the Lord, she's West Virginia, right? West Virginia is where you I, I got you, got you. I couldn't hear that last part, but I, I, I got enough to know I was wrong. Anyway, so, uh, but praise the Lord for people whose testimony, uh, right, Kevin? Miss Ruth Young, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Kevin was one of the first visitors when we got to town, uh, in the old, old auditorium. Uh, you may have heard this already, <clears throat> but I like this story. Uh, and so I slipped in. Uh, I, I think it was at where you were uh, at the Foot Locker in the Towson Town Center. I think that's where Miss Ruth intersected with you, or maybe when you visited the first time. East Point Mall, East Point Mall, kind of like West Virginia, same time. I mean, it's my memory, razor sharp. Uh, and so uh, he, he came to church for the first time up in the old, old auditorium, sat on the back row, um, and Kevin, same way. Um, his story doesn't go all the way back, Billy's that kind of time, but saved here, baptized here, found his wife here, married here, um, and just that is the fuel that keeps my car running right there. The, the, the fact that there's changed lives, changed lives. Testimony. Uh, uh, and that's Ruth Young is who impacted Kevin. Uh, Ruth Young. And, and praise the Lord, Miss Ruth is trying to, you know, get down. And uh, praise the Lord for, for Miss Ruth. Anybody else? Anybody else? Testimony. Testimony. Jason. Jim Shetler. Jim Shetler. Uh, Jim Shetler was the college president at PCC during Jason's time. Uh, since has um, gone to pastor and then evangelist and working with colleges and different things. Now back at Pensacola, I think. Um, but that, neat to see. Uh, and, uh, and, and he would be like a pastoral staff. He was past the pastor, pastoral staff, uh, um, impacting that testimony, impacting. Uh, and if, if, if I remember his testimony, he was clueless the first day he walked onto campus and just kind of a uh, long-haired surfer, had no idea anything, and just um, uh, God, uh, uh, not that any of that is wrong. But anyway, uh, God tremendously changed his life. And then that testimony uh, impacting Jason, that's what it is here. It's the testimony, our testimony 
holiness is a big deal. Holiness uh, is a Bible thing. Uh, and I, 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 so uh, um, I, I just think there's two different ways to get to holiness. Um, or uh, there's the right holiness, and that's Christ's holy life living through us, transforming us from the inside out. Uh, the, the holiness that is the wrong way uh, is someone beating you over the head and that pressure and just uh, you reforming on the outside, not transforming from the inside. Uh, it ends up uh, making a person whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful to men without, uh, but within our um, uh, testimony, uh, the testimony is a big deal. Any others that, real quick before I continue? Sure. Miss Janice, your sister. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, uh, testimonies that impact us, testimonies that spark us. We have, I, I could just start naming families right now that um, are, are currently uh, in that transformational, uh, I mean, just people that are all of a sudden wide awake to the spiritual, wide awake. And uh, that is just hey, let's charge the gates of hell with a squirt gun. I don't care if it's loaded or not. It's that fuel that we, that, um, so, uh, Judy. Heather. Heather, that's awesome. Oh, your, your daughter, yes. I was wondering why she wasn't sitting with me. Anyway, um, so it, it's a great, our testimonies are impactful. The testimonies are impactful, uh, and praise the Lord for that. that, that um, and so, uh, should we continue on? Did I miss someone? Is anyone? Okay, let's continue on. Uh, verse number one, uh, and it came to pass when, when Jabin, king of Hazor, had heard, heard, that's about the eighth time we've seen it, uh, heard those things that he gathered a whole bunch of armies, uh, a whole bunch of armies. And so keep in mind, uh, it was Adonizedek from the south, uh, and now that they've divided and conquered the south, now it's uh, Jabin uh, in the north who's leading uh, the northern nations, the northern kingdoms. Uh, look at verse number four. And they went out, they and all their hosts with them, much people, much people. The odds were stacked against, uh, much people stacked against Joshua uh, uh, and all their hosts with them, much people, look at the next phrase, uh, even as the sand that is upon the seashore in multitude. Much people, even as the sand that is upon the seashore uh, in multitude. Uh, in multitudes, in, in multitudes. Um, I do think it's interesting that that's the same phrase that God used with Abraham. Uh, remember when God promised Abraham, your seed is going to be like the sand of the seashores. Uh, much people, like the stars of the sky, uh, but the other uh, word picture he gives, not just like the stars of the sky, but also uh, like the sands uh, of the seashore. Uh, and remember that's when Abraham and Sarah uh, were childless at the time, uh, and that's when Abraham was even offering up his servants, saying, hey, use him. We're not having kids. We're old, and, uh, and, and, uh, and um, uh, but, but, but God, being true to his promise, is expanding them, is multiplying them, and it's almost one of those, um, you can't be, be the champion until you beat a champion. You can't be the champion until you beat the champion. Um, I'm going to make you like the sands of the seashore. By the way, that doesn't mean there's not going to be battles. You're going to have to battle against a, a group that's like 
the sand of the seashore. It's interesting to me. Um, uh, look at verse number five. Uh, they had uh, hundreds of thousands of infantrymen, cavalrymen, chariots. Uh, there's no reason, no way that Israel should have won. Verse five. And when all these kings were met together, they came and pitched together at the waters of Miram to fight against Israel. Okay, let's take notes quickly so uh, we can have an outline that has, anyway. Uh, number one, uh, notice first, where was their location? Where was their location? Uh, when all these kings were met together, they came and pitched together in the waters of Miram to fight against Israel. Uh, where was their location? It's the same place Megiddo is. It's another name for it. It's, a, it's another name for that area of Megiddo, uh, which if you want to go prophetically, is where the battle of Armageddon uh, is going to take place. Um, and that's the final battle. That's the final uprising. That's when Jesus Christ uh, comes back on a white horse and out of his mouth a sharp sword and uh, with ten thousands of his saints and, and puts down uh, Satan and the rebellion. All the nations that were coming against him, boy, Jesus puts them down. And I, I think it's at least noteworthy that, that uh, 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 Joshua, Jeshua, Jesus, the Old Testament equivalent name to the New Testament, uh, Jesus is going through the same thing. Uh, in fact, Second uh, Thessalonians uh, 2.8, Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, shall destroy with the brightness uh, of his coming. Uh, it, the location is just interesting to me. It's the, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, Armageddon, uh, the battle of Megiddo. Uh, here it's called uh, uh, Miram, Miram. And so, uh, number one, where, where their location was, put down number two, why they didn't lose. Uh, even though the cards were stacked, the deck was stacked against them. Probably shouldn't use that phrase. Anyway, uh, even though uh, they, uh, the odds were against them, probably shouldn't use that phrase. Uh, even though the, the, uh, the race was uphill, an uphill, I don't even, uh, even though it was a huge host coming against them, uh, they shouldn't have won. Uh, there's no way they were going to lose. And I want to give you a couple of reasons for that. Number one, and here's where the peace and the calmness comes into play. Uh, first, the scripture for the success. The scripture for the success. Look at verse number six. Uh, and the Lord said unto Joshua, be not afraid. Say that to yourselves in your spirit while I take a drink of something to clear my... Be not afraid because of them, and I alluded to this, for tomorrow, about this time, will I, I will deliver them up all slain before Israel. Uh, this is what I'm going to do, and here's what you're going to do. Uh, uh, this, uh, tomorrow, about this time, uh, I will, uh, will I deliver them up all slain before Israel, uh, and, and thou shalt, uh, will I, thou shalt, uh, hew, hawk their horses, uh, and burn their chariots uh, with fire. Success is guaranteed, but, but it doesn't mean we don't work. Uh, success is guaranteed, but it doesn't mean we don't engage. Uh, success is guaranteed. It's guaranteed because God promised them that success. The Word of God, Scripture, uh, guaranteeing Him, uh, and great peace have they which love thy law. They have the Word of God on it. They have the Word of God on it. They should have they did have peace. Success is going to happen because we have God's word on it. Just the promise, my God shall supply. My God shall supply all your need. 
Uh, I like Titus 1, 2. It says God cannot lie. I like Hebrews 6, 18. says it's impossible for God to lie. Uh, I like Numbers 23. God is not man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? And so uh, the scripture for the success, here's why they didn't lose. Uh, We already have the victory. We don't fight for the victory. We fight from the victory. Uh, We've already been promised the victory uh, in the same way that God said, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to win. Put down number two. Uh, The suddenness of the success. Uh, The scripture for the success. uh, And then the suddenness of the success. Look at verse number seven. Uh, So, Uh, So Joshua came and all the people of war with him against them by the waters of Miram, suddenly, suddenly, uh, suddenly. And they fell upon them suddenly. Um, If God promised it, it's going to happen. Um, uh, And just because it hasn't happened now doesn't mean it's not still going to happen suddenly. Uh, It may not happen immediately, but it will happen suddenly. There's debate over that phrase where Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. I come quickly. We've been waiting 2,000 years. I come quickly. 2,000 years. Hey, he's going to come quickly. It's going to be victory suddenly. Uh, it may not be immediately, but it absolutely will be, be suddenly because God's involved. Uh, and when God's involved, it's not just, you know, well, I don't know that we're ever going to get this. We're ever going to uh, see this. We're ever going to accomplish this. Hey, when God's involved, you're going to have uh, the victory. Uh, uh, the Scripture has promised it, the, the suddenness, the suddenness. It will happen uh, suddenly. And, and most of the time, we're really not waiting on God for the victory. Most of the time, God's waiting on us for the victory. Most of the time. Um, and I think that we view the victory differently than God views the victory. Uh, we view the victory as uh, no sickness. We view the victory as pay raise, job security. We view the victory as everything's going well, everything's copacetic, everyone loves me. That's how we view the victory. Uh, God views the victory as we're glorifying him through all of it. Uh, we're reaching people for him through all of it. Uh, there's people being saved through all of it. Uh, and when our eyes are focused in the right place, boy, the victory is guaranteed. Eight, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Israel. Put down number three, the source and the success. We uh, looked first at the, the, the scripture for the success, the suddenness of the success, uh, the, the, the source in the success, more S words, she sells, she sells. Anyway, uh, look at verse number eight. Uh, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Israel who smote them and chased them unto great Zidon. Um, and, and the uh, uh, pronoun, uh, uh, who smote them, uh, who chased them. Uh, is it the Lord? Is it Israel? I think it's both. Uh, unto Mizrafoth Mayim, unto the valley of Mizpah eastward, and they, there it is, and they, uh, uh, it starts out the Lord, and I think it's both of them, and they smote them until they left none uh, remaining. The Lord gave them the victory. Uh, The Lord blessed them incredibly. Uh, My God shall supply, shall supply uh, all your need. That's not the main part of the verse. The main part of the verse is 
my God, my God shall supply all your need. My God shall supply all your need. And then verse 9, and Joshua did unto them as the Lord had bade him. He hewed, hawked their horses and burned their chariots with fire, basically eliminating any threat from them in the future, eliminating any threat from them in the future, um, defending themselves, having the victory, and then making sure uh, they don't have to revisit this again. Uh, I, I think it also speaks to Deuteronomy 17, where uh, uh, God told the ruler, uh, don't multiply horses to yourself. Uh, don't multiply horses uh, to you. Let me read it. Uh, the ruler shall not uh, multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt to the end that he should multiply horses. Uh, for as much as the Lord has said unto you, uh, ye shall henceforth return no more that way, neither shall he multiply wives to himself. And of course, uh, Solomon just absolutely missed that one. Uh, wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. Uh, neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver uh, and gold. And I do think it, it, it hits... Uh, all that is in the world, uh, the lust of the flesh, uh, the lust of the eyes, uh, and the pride of life. I think it hits all of those, where uh, don't multiply silver and gold, that's prosperity. Don't multiply wives, that's pleasure or pain. I don't know. Uh, and, and don't multiply horses, however you want to read in it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and don't multiply horses, that's power. Uh, and so, uh, the lust of the eyes, that's silver and gold. The lust of the flesh, that's don't multiply wives. And then the pride of life, that's horses, and that's, that's power. Uh, and I do like the verse, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Basically, uh, Joshua, in, in hewing the horses, um, it's, uh, in, the best I understand it, it's cutting their back legs, almost hamstringing them. They're of no use anymore. Uh, it is basically saying, we didn't get this victory anyway. God got the victory. It's the Lord that did that. Um, we're not trying to uh, flex on you. Uh, the only one that flexed today, even though we went through a lot of the motions, uh, the one who provided all of the power uh, was the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, we have a few horses, but we're not going to multiply them because it's not about us. Uh, it's all about uh, him. And so, uh, put down number four, the submission for the success. The submission for the success. We're still in verse nine. And Joshua did unto them, next phrase, say it with me, as the Lord bade him. Say that with me. As the Lord bade him. Say that with me. Uh, as the Lord bade him. This wasn't a campaign that he dreamt up, uh, Joshua. Uh, it wasn't something that uh, he pushed forward and propagated, Joshua. Uh, it, it wasn't something that Joshua carnally wanted in order to be crowned for something special. Uh, no, this is something that, that he had God's word on. He had God's leading on. Uh, he had God's uh, will on. Uh, it's the Lord that led them out of Egypt. It's the Lord that uh, gave them this dream. And it's the Lord that commanded him to go in and take over, and it's the Lord that gives them uh, the victory. His submission to that, his submission to that, uh, it would have been uh, basically the same thing that they did years ago when uh, they decided, well, we're not going to go in because we're scared. Their cities are walled up to the heavens, and everyone over there is a giant. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. Uh, that's not being submissive. 
that's, that's not even, in my opinion, only being scared, uh, faithless. That's also being rebellious. If God says, go in, go in, it doesn't matter if you die in your tracks. Uh, if God says, go in, go in, it doesn't matter if you uh, g- conquer Jericho or if Jericho conquers you. Boy, the submission uh, that he had, uh, he obeyed, he submitted. Look at 15. Uh, as the Lord commanded Moses his servant, so did Moses command Joshua, and so did Joshua. And so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that the land uh, the Lord, uh, of all that the Lord commanded uh, 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 Moses. And so uh, Moses was obedient. Uh, Moses said, hey, Joshua, here's what you're supposed to do. Joshua was obedient uh, to the Lord, to the Lord, uh, but they're tying it in, that generational tie-in. Um, uh, Joshua, like Moses, they weren't the same personality. They were two totally different people, uh, but Moses and Joshua were strong enough when God said, do it, they did it. But they were also submissive enough uh, that they didn't want to just manufacture it. Uh, They didn't want to self-generate it. Uh, They wanted to make sure that they were uh, following the Lord with it every step of the way. So mission uh, is letting God decide the when, the where, uh, the what, uh, and even the if. That's submission. Submission. Uh, My, my, okay, okay. uh, my tendency would be to be too strong, too stubborn uh, at times. Uh, and, and that's not, uh, if it's not tempered with, um, uh, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Um, um, I, I think in other ways, maybe, maybe I'm on the other side too. I think all of us are. Um, but, but it's a balance of being strong enough, but also being submissive enough. Boy, that's what submission is all about, because if all you do is say, uh, uh, Lord, yes, I, uh, I'm willing to cross the Jordan River, and I'm uh, willing to uh, walk within uh, a, a, the burning uh, cauldron of oil being poured out, uh, I'm willing to do that uh, hypothetically, theoretically, but, but when it comes push to shove, I'm not doing that. That, that's not being submissive. You need to be strong enough uh, to be in harm's way, to be in the line of fire, to be within uh, arm's reach of danger, but then also coupled with being submissive enough. I was going to go into Paul where uh, the Holy Spirit led him, the Holy Spirit led him, but then uh, at times the Holy Spirit redirected him. Uh, at times the Holy Spirit stopped him. Uh, and he was strong enough to go through whatever open door. He opens doors that no man can close, closes doors that no man can open. Uh, he was strong enough to, to walk through whatever open door, uh, but, but he was also submissive enough that he wasn't going to kick open a closed door. Is everybody with me on that? Boy, there's a balance there. There's a balance. And so uh, go to the next one, uh, letter E, the size of the success, the size uh, of the success. Seven. Uh, eventually we're going to get past <coughs> and go on. Uh, so Joshua came and all the people of war with him against them by the waters of Merim suddenly, and uh, they fell upon them. They fell upon them. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Israel, who smote them <coughs> and chased them unto great Zidon, unto Mizfroth, uh, 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 Mizfoth, uh, 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 Mayim, Mizrafoth, 
Mayhem. I have a paperclip right on that word. Uh, and under the valley of Mizpah, eastward. And, and they smote them until they left none uh, remaining. Uh, and Joshua did unto them as the Lord bade him and hewed hawked again. Their horses and burnt their chariots uh, with fire. Uh, and don't forget, uh, this is an army that they shouldn't have been able to conquer. Uh, they uh, have already been bruised a little bit by uh, AI. They've lost men there. Uh, they've made an unholy alliance, but they were true to their word. A righteous man swears to his own hurt uh, to a group that was uh, pulling a fast one over on them. Uh, and the enemy here is just so overwhelming, so overwhelming, uh, but they were given a total uh, victory. Uh, also keep in mind, um, if, if you think some of this is a little strong, some of this is a little severe, uh, it's God telling them to do this, okay? Uh, keep that in mind. Um, I, I do think it's last time I referenced current events, um, and, which I don't usually. Um, I, I do think it's interesting that, that some of what's going on in the Middle East, Israel defending itself, even to the point of going on the offensive, um, uh, is truly no different than some of the stuff we did in Afghanistan uh, and in some of those areas. Uh, the difference is all the social media and all the 24-7 news coverage of it. Um, and, and we realize the horrors of war. We realize the horrors of war. Uh, and it's horrific. War is always horrific. I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not rendering an opinion right now on, on how should it be done, how shouldn't it be done. That's why I usually don't get into current events. But uh, let me say this. Uh, if you think it's tough today, let's go back to Old Testament time. Boy, it was really tough back then. Uh, and the success they had was total success. Look at 10. Uh, and Joshua at that time turned back and took Hazor and smote the king thereof with the sword. For uh, Hazor, before time, and by that I'm talking about, this is why I don't get into current events because I feel like I always have to balance it. Uh, it's Hamas. It's not, it's not Palestinians as a whole. Uh, it's Hamas. It's that one narrow group. Okay, I'm not going to comment anymore. Let's go on. Let's go forward. Uh, and until I think I need to balance it again. But anyway, uh, and, and so uh, Joshua at that time turned back and took Hazor, smote the king thereof with the sword. For Hazor before times was the head of all those kingdoms, and they smote all the souls that were therein with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them. There was not any left to breathe, and he burnt Hazor uh, with fire, continue, 12, and all the cities of those kings, and, and all the kings of them, did Joshua take, smote them with the edge of the sword. He utterly destroyed all, utterly destroyed them, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded him, 14, and uh, all the spoil of these cities, and the cattle, and the children of Israel took for a prey unto themselves, but, but every man they smote with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them, neither left they any, uh, any uh, uh, to breathe. Now, uh, the one thing that's interesting to me about this is uh, they had total success in the South, um, and now, uh, similarly, they're having total success in the North, uh, but the success happened two totally different ways. Uh, because in the South, uh, the sun stood still. Remember that? Uh, in the South, those, that meteor shower or those hill uh, frozen water, uh, uh, God was, God was uh, uh, visibly, physically um, fighting this. And, and it seems like uh, here, even though the Lord is still fighting the battle, um, it's, it's not the miraculous in, in nature bending miracles, like a hailstorm 
meteor shower, sun standing still. Uh, it's a miracle uh, nonetheless. Uh, but the miracle here is God empowering them and using them and blessing through them. I'll, I'll, I'll give a, um, a, uh, an application. Um, a, a lot of times there's some extreme groups that will say, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sick and, and um, you'll get into cancer. At this, sometimes cancer will play into decisions that have to be made or um, end-of-life type decisions. Uh, but some people will take an extreme position on if God wants to heal me, he'll heal me. Um, why would I go to the doctor? Why would I use uh, medicine? Um, and I would point back to this passage here. Uh, sometimes God heals without doctors, and sometimes God heals with doctors. Sometimes God waits till heaven to heal us. Um, but but uh, to have that extreme stance of, uh, well, if God wants to heal me, then he'll make the sun stand still, and he'll also send uh, hail uh, stones or meteor shower down. Uh, he'll visibly uh, intervene. Now, it may be that you're living in Joshua 11 to where it's still a miracle, and he's still empowering, but he's going to do so through human instrumentality. Does anybody get that? I don't think that's a stretch there uh, on that, but, but I do think I do think it's interesting, just because God doesn't cause the sun to stand still, uh, just because God doesn't send hailstones to fall and physical walls, Jericho to crash, doesn't mean that God's not working just as much uh, in Joshua 11, just as much uh, in your life today. Uh, he may just be doing it from behind the scenes. He's the great behind-the-scenes stage setter. Uh, and he is always playing chess while we're always playing checkers. And so, uh, number, number three, write it down quickly. Uh, and so, where was their location? Armageddon. Uh, why they didn't lose? We gave a lot of reasons. But then, uh, what are the lessons? What are the lessons? Uh, number one, uh, fight spiritually. Fight spiritually. And of course, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Um, I, I hope we all understand that. But uh, we do uh, wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, high places. And so uh, we still have battles. We still have battles. And our testimony is when we pull down those strongholds. Uh, our testimony is when we do conquer those, those enemies that attack us uh, personally, be it an addiction or a personality that, that's not spiritual. Um, and so uh, we need to fight spiritually. Uh, I think you have all the references there. Uh, uh, and then number uh, uh, B, I, I have uh, three up. Uh, and, and then number B, uh, letter B, uh, fight continually, fight spiritually, uh, fight continually. Look at verse number 18. Joshua made war a long time with all those kings, a long time, uh, a long time. Uh, can I remind us, in this world ye shall have tribulation. Uh, you're going to have battles all the way until death do us part. Uh, we're going to have struggles and fights, and uh, no, everyone's not going to love us um, uh, as long as we're in this world, um, if it be possible, live peaceably with all men. But there's going to be attacks, and there's going to be uh, 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 battles that, that uh, not only fight spiritually, fight spiritually, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, uh, but are mighty, spiritual, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down 
uh, and that's 2 Corinthians 10, but fight continually. It's going to be till, till we're done, till we die, till, till we um, are called up uh, to heaven. And then number three, C, uh, letter C, uh, fight thoroughly, fight spiritually, fight continually, uh, and then fight thoroughly. 23. Uh, and of course, 18, Joshua made war a long time with all those kings, thoroughly. 23. So Joshua took the whole land, all uh, utterly every uh, 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 place. Uh, so Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord said unto Moses, and Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel uh, according to their divisions by their tribes, and the land rested from war. And isn't that going to be a great day when uh, we uh, 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 beat our swords into plowshares. We beat our swords into plowshares. Is that Isaiah? I think that's Isaiah. Um, I, uh, but there, there's a verse that comes before that uh, where they're beating their plowshares into swords. There's two verses talking about two different times. Um, before we're called up to heaven, there's going to be more wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be more pestilences. There's going to be uh, more natural disasters. And um, uh, that's all good news. That's all good news because we're getting closer uh, to when Jesus Christ comes down, calls us up, um, and, and the battle will be over. Uh, and praise the Lord for that. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.